a once in a lifetime. You need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast. So, guys, if you guys don't know, we are so, so lucky to have Hunter Clark on the call. And for a lot of us that are new, we haven't had a success call in the last couple of weeks with everything going on, the transition of summer and traveling around, stuff like that. But if you didn't know, every single week we try and have a closer and setter success call where we highlight a closer that's doing an exceptional job, that knows what he's doing, that has good insight to give you guys to try and share the love, try and share the wisdom. And this week we have Hunter Clark on. And if you guys don't know Hunter, he's been a little bit more silent lately on the leaderboards besides the last two weeks, and we'll talk about that. But Hunter's one of our heavy hitters, like honestly a legend in the company at this point, in my opinion, and he's pretty well known. He does a great job, and he was with us all year last year, started setting and closing, and he's running teams, stuff like that, managing. And then this year early, he was kind of absent for a wedding. He decided he wanted to get married for some reason. I don't know what's up with that. And he's been a little busier, but now he's back. He's ready. So, Hunters, thanks for coming on, dude. For sure. I, I like the new uniform. It looks like you're rocking the new one. Yeah, dude. How Doesn't is it? Get much- yes. Doesn't get much better than that. We're making upgrades, making moves in the company, huh? Big moves. Well, guys, if you don't know Hunter, Hunter, tell us where you're from. Where'd you grow up? So, I'm a, I'm a Heber boy, two and through. Uh, I grew up with with Cade, Carson, Kaiden, Hayden, just Alex, the whole the whole team. Um, Kaiden, we actually grew up right next to each other, and um, I'm really good friends with his little brother Trevin. He's mm-hmm. probably one of my best friends. And Kaiden just just opened up to us like, "Hey, come sell solar." So so we came out, and that was beginning of 2020, right? Yeah, so we came out May of last year, so exactly a year ago. Nice. And then you worked last year from May all the way till October? September. September. Yeah. Okay, till September. So you were just there for May, June, July, August, September, five-ish months, give or take. Dang, that is crazy. Your success in five months was crazy. And last year you closed, you ended up selling over 100 deals, didn't you? Sold over 100 deals, yep. We had some bad areas and some rough permitting in some spots, but you sold over a hundred deals in five months. Yeah, uh, yeah. So a lot of them, well, not a lot of them. So we ran into an issue with permitting, uh, so we we missed some installs that we were looking forward to. But uh, we're being proactive this year and not not being a sitting duck in, totally. in a bad area. Totally. So we've learned our lesson there. And you, what's crazy is you were out for five months, but you really were only closing for like three and a half, four, or? No, I, I started closing right off the bat. Um, like two, so three weeks closing, into it? I, I think like closing deals though um, was only like my last month and a half, two months. I was self-genning the whole whole rest of the time. Wow. So really like the month of May, your first month, you probably like learned how to set for two weeks and then started trying to close like two, three weeks into it. Is that about right? Yeah, basically. And then for the hell end of May, June, July, you were all self-genning. Yep. Even into a little bit of August. And then I recruited some guys and I became a closer, but nice. it's just self-gen. 
That's super helpful because guys, a lot of us on this call, we're trying to transition right now to more self-gens in the company. We want guys to step it up. They can, we know they can. And what we're gonna do, we're gonna kind of change the format of these calls a little bit where we're actually gonna talk about setting and closing all included into one call. And to do that, we're gonna first cover setting with Hunter and his how he would set his pitch, his door approach, his schedule, things like that. And then after setting, we'll have a little Q&A time. And then we'll go into closing and how to close deals and self-genning, and after that, have a little Q&A. So we'll have two separate sections of Q&A, whereas before it was just at the end. And that way we can kind of dissect both parts of his game. And that's what's so cool to have Hunter on here is because last year, he self-gen for months. He wasn't one of those guys that had setters. Like he did it for months and months, self-genning, made a lot of money that way, and then had setters the second half of the year. Out of your 100 deals, I know you sold a little bit more than 100, but out of your 100 deals, what would you say, like what percentage was self-gen and what had a setter attached to it? Uh, I would say 75% were self-gen. Wow. Maybe yeah. so, so 75 to 80 of those deals were self-gen deals. Dang, and then maybe 20, 25, give or take, we're gonna be from a setter. Yep. So you've definitely experienced both. And then you went home in September in the off season and you recruited like crazy, right? You talked to all your buddies about it, all your friends. Tried to, yeah. You even talked to girls about it, one girl in particular. One girl in particular, yeah. And so Hunter, guys, he went home during the off season. He worked hard recruiting, building out teams, and he actually met his wife, Sarah. She's wife now, but he met his girlfriend, Sarah, dated her throughout the off season, got engaged and got married all the time from September till now. That's right. So the guy doesn't mess around. Like in that six month window, he went crazy, went off. And now you're leading, you have two or three teams, is that correct? So three teams. Three yeah. teams total. So you lead a team and you have two other teams that yep. are around. And so you're a divisional at this point in the company trying to level up. You're still selling deals like crazy, but trying to level up to a regional by the end of the year or something like that. For sure, yeah. That's super exciting. And I think that's why Hunter's so, so cool in my opinion and so valuable to learn from because he's been at almost every single stage. Like if you guys want to know how to set, he's a great guy to talk to. Know how to self-gen, talk to him. Want to know how to like have setters, talk to him. Lead a team, lead one team, two teams. Like grow, he's done everything and everything he's done has been exceptional. So I'm super, super excited to talk to him. But before we even start, guys, it's cool to interview Hunter because you're actually gonna start a podcast here soon. Is that right? That's right. Hopefully by the end of this year, I'll have my podcast going. So get used to hearing Hunter's voice. You'll be, you'll be you'll learn from a lot the next couple of years through his podcast. But this is kind of a sneak peek. This is what this is gonna be like in your preview of your podcast is you on here. There we go. Let's do it. So Hunter, I think everyone wants to know like the basic question right off the bat, when you're setting, what's your pitch? What's your door approach? Um, so I definitely go with the more like, hey, there's, there's programs in the area. Um, my job is just to kind of see what programs you qualify for. I'll come back tomorrow and show them to you once I run the numbers tonight at the office. Or did you want me to go like through my whole pitch? Um, I think all. I think both. I think hearing kind of how you dissect it and then your whole pitch, like so I can just see it all together, it'd be awesome. Yeah. So I mean, it, it honestly depends on who who I'm talking to because, as you guys have probably noticed, that your pitch can vary between person to person depending on if you're in low income, high income, 
but middle income is mostly where we're at. My pitch would kind of go like, knock, knock. Hey, just looking for Jake. Is that you? Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so I'm just following up on the net metering program. They should have put in a meter on the side of you guys' home about two or three years ago. Have you guys been here for that long? Yeah, I've been here for about two or three years. You're the homeowner, right? Yep, I'm the homeowner. Okay, I'm going to go check that really quick, and I'll be right back with a few questions. And then I'll go check it, come back, and then I'll basically just say, hey, so you guys have the new meter. When they came out and installed it, did they tell you what it was and kind of how it worked? Um, I don't really know a lot about it. I mean, I, I remember them doing it, but I don't know what they said. Okay, no worries. So that's part of the California Renewable Energy Act, just a statewide program to help reduce and save energy in the state of California because we're kind of in a bad spot, as you've noticed, right? Mm -hmm. So that meter actually comes with certain programs. Uh, my job is a data collector to see who qualifies for those programs. Um, and then I'm going to come back. Once we run the numbers for you guys, I'm coming back with a bunch of your neighbors tomorrow. Just going to show them really quick a list of programs they qualify. And if you guys like them, that's great. And if not, really, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Uh, do you get your bill in the mail or online? Um, I usually get my bill online. I just have an online account. Perfect. Okay, go grab your phone really quick and I'll wait right here. All right, here it is. I've got it. Okay. So you can see here, you're on like the domestic program. You're not getting any discounts and you probably noticed that they're going up in price, especially in the summertime, right? Totally. It's getting super expensive. Okay. So I'm just going to scan this. I'm going to go back to the office tonight. I'm going to run the numbers for a bunch of your neighbors and then I'm going to come back tomorrow, 10, 15 minutes each person, show them what's available. And again, if you don't like it, like we won't even worry about it, but we'll just sit down. Um, on the couch or on the table for a couple minutes, you and your wife, and just show it to you. I'm going to be with the Martinez residence tomorrow at like 4 o'clock. Does 3 or 5 work best for you? Um, 5 p.m. works for me. Is your wife going to be home? Um, yeah, she can be here. Perfect. Okay. So we'll plan on tomorrow at 5. Um, and then, yeah, what's your phone number? And then I'll just kind of get the rest of the AC. and. Nice. Uh, Dude, I love it. I think that's so helpful for people to see you kind of go through the whole pitch. I kept getting phone calls the whole time that I was talking to you, so I kept ignoring people. But essentially, at the beginning, you walk up, you say, hey, my name's Hunter. Um, I'm just following up with the I even, No, I don't even introduce myself. I don't ask how they're doing. I'm just like, hey, it's Jake, right? And then I go right into so it. So you use their name at the beginning. You walk up, have Sales Rabbit, you see their name, right? Yeah. And you say, hey, is this the Johnsons? And they're like, yeah, it is. You're like, okay, cool. I'm just pumping that metering program. They came and yeah. installed it two or three years ago where you're here, right? Yeah. So I come off as kind of like, man, I, I need to be here. I kind of hate my job kind of thing. But then yeah. towards the end, I, I open up. I, I make them laugh. I say some key jokes that I always have that, that work every single door. Yeah. Uh, I get kind of personable with them and then kind of go into setting the appointment and all that. Because self-genning is super powerful because you can build rapport in the set and then go back and have that same rapport with a closer. You're just kind of going in blind, you know? For sure. I always like to tell kids that like a lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait to have setters. And honestly, self-genning is so powerful. You use your time so effectively and so wisely and your success rate is a lot higher too, right? Because you've yeah. already, it's it your second touch. What'd you say? I said, yeah. No, but I'm pretty sure he wanted to be all. Here, I'll mute Kaiden. There you go.
I was just saying, Jake, that you get paid more for self-genning. Totally. You get paid more for your work, right? Yep. Totally. Dang, that's interesting. And so I didn't know in that pitch, did you bring up solar anywhere? Did I miss it? Uh, I depends on depends on the homeowner. If they ask, like, oh, what are the programs? Then I'll bring up. I'll be like, yeah, they've done things in the past, like swamp coolers, window tinting. Uh, this year, solar's been really popular. That's what a lot of your neighbors are doing. Uh, but usually if they ask, if they ask for it, I'll, I'll go into more detail, but if not, I mean, I don't really. So you'll set the full appointment sometimes without even talking about solar at all. Yeah. And, and I'm not necessarily saying that that was, that's like the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just found that like sometimes when I don't bring up solar, it gives me a chance to really explain what solar is at their, at their kitchen table rather than them trying to make a decision whether they want solar right off the bat. Because I feel like sometimes when we just be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're selling solar, it's like they can make a decision on the door whether they want it or not. And I want mm. them to make a decision while I'm at their house on their kitchen table with the whole numbers and everything ready to go. Totally. Like you want them to make an educated decision that they really don't want it, not that they just don't want it because they heard a bad thing and slam the door in your face whatever it is yeah and, and definitely like like there are guys that some of our best setters we have they bring up solar every time and that's just what worked for me but i know a lot of people that bring up solar every time and are very successful with it totally so i mean i love the hunter brought that up because i mean you can tell he's a true teacher teaching them multiple teams because there isn't a one-size-fits-all right there isn't that one pitch for everyone that's just perfect bulletproof the way it works for everybody it is kind of whatever feels right to you but hunters, it sounds like you found that if you don't, if they don't bring it up to you, you don't bring it up to them, you'll just go sit down with them. But if they do bring it up, you're not scared to talk about it. Like you'll own it, yeah. you'll talk about it, you'll say whatever, answer any objective, objection, whatever. Yeah, I try to leave them hanging in a way. Like, like I'll be like, oh yeah, solar's the most popular. And then the, they start asking questions. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, yeah, no worries. I'll actually explain more of it tomorrow. Mm. So I don't really answer any of their questions about solar. Because totally. again, if you get too much information, they'll feel like they can make a decision whether they want solar or not just off the side. Totally. So you want to save some ammo for you to go back and close them up with. Exactly. Awesome. Um, I love that. I just, I see some questions. Someone said he pitched so smoothly and someone else said, can the host enable screen sharing so I can record the meeting? So this more, this meeting actually is getting recorded and it'll be shared out to everybody on a folder. So don't feel like you guys all have to record it. But anyways, Hunter, I love it. That's awesome. I think a lot of reps are trying to still get their pitch dialed in right now. How long, you, like, it took you a few days, right? It didn't, it wasn't your first day that all of a sudden you're like, oh, this pitch is perfect. Like, what do you usually tell people to expect? How long does it take to get that pitch actually good and working well? Uh, it takes a couple of weeks. Um, you, can, you can get the pitch down well, but are not like being customable to who you're talking to. It doesn't matter how well Sorry, say that last part one more time. I muted somebody. You said it doesn't matter how what'd you say? Yeah, so you can memorize the pitch, like, and you can get that in one day because you just say it so many times. Uh-huh. But change the pitch and answer all the objections confidently and have no ums in your in your pitch. 
that takes a few weeks to get down. Yeah, totally. So I want everyone to realize that. Like you hear Hunter and Hunter's like, wow, Hunter's so smooth and so good. And he is, but that didn't happen overnight. I mean, he's been doing this for a while. He's got it pretty dialed in at this point. And so after, when you get, when it comes to the bill, what are some jokes maybe that you would say during your pitch that you've seen to help you? Or how is getting the bill, like, is that a hard transition for you? No, uh, we've actually been working a lot with our teams with this. Um, the best way to get the bill, in my opinion, is just be explaining it, the whole pitch, and then just say, all right, do you get your bill in the mail or online? Mm-hmm. Online? Go grab that. That's it. There's no, oh, could you possibly go grab that? Oh, sorry, but could you grab that? It's just go grab that, and that's it. You just end it there. You just say it how it is. You just yep. say, hey, like, Go get it. Don't no questions asked. Have you noticed that the more weird you make it, the more weird it is for them? Hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like I haven't got the cops called on me in probably six months. And it's like I feel like every new guy that comes out gets the cops called on him in his first week, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just there's all confidence. Totally, totally. Because they they seem so sketchy and so shaky that they're like, this has gotta be a scam. Right, or this has yeah. got to be something crazy. Yeah, I th- I sure. totally agree. And then when it comes to the bill, you have the bill. Do you always try and schedule same day or next day, or what's kind of your scheduling look like? Yesterday, or sorry, last year was definitely all next day, um, but that's because we had to build the proposals, and mm-hmm. they took like twenty minutes to build. And so when I was knocking, I just wanted to be knocking. I didn't want to stop, build a proposal, go back whatever. But now, thanks to my boy Hans Verkler with the lightning calculator, I can actually build proposals in like 30 seconds. And Mm -hmm. I actually do that while I'm in the home. So if I would have had that last year, I probably would have tried to just go in and close them right there. Or if not, a few hours later. Interesting. Uh, But the whole holdback was building a proposal that took 20 minutes last year. So this year you do same days, a lot of same days, or you'll go in right now and close them on the spot? Well, I don't really self-gen right now just because I've got so many setters. I guess that's but true. But was to self-gen 100%, I would, I would shoot for same days. Same days. Always like three, four hours later, afternoon time, three, whatever. Later, let the spouse get home. And, yeah, maybe I'd schedule a few for the next day just like from 1 to 3 o'clock just with all the old people uh-huh. to make not knocking in the hottest part of the day. But other than that, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be trying to go all same day. Just your setting, your sitting ratio would go way up, I feel like. Totally. I've noticed that if you try, if you can do same days, you'll make way more money and just kind of prioritize your time and schedule it out, have hours knocking time, appointment times, kind of separate it, stuff like that. That's awesome. I feel like we've already learned so much. So I want to open it up to these guys to ask any questions. We'll take about five to ten minutes to do questions. Sorry if we can't get to everybody, but what questions do you guys have for Hunter for his success when, he, when it comes to him setting, et cetera? Then we'll go to closing after. So save closing questions for a second. If you have a question, feel free to unmute your mic and jump on. Hey, uh, hey Hunter, this is Gordon. I have a question for you. Um, so when you're, when you're out setting and you have, you have a time where you haven't set an appointment for maybe an hour, hour and a half, what's usually, what do you do to kind of get back on track and kind of refocus and get back into the, into the groove of things? 
are you saying like an hour in between appointments? No, nah, no. Nah. So let's say you're like knocking. I know you're busy right now. So if, if you're self-genning and you're knocking for like an hour straight and you don't set any appointments, you're just getting rejected a bunch. Oh, uh, yeah. What, yeah, what do you do to kind of reset everything? Um, I think I think my whole mindset comes from just being in it for so long. Like there, it's always, there's always, always going to be people that that want it like no matter what even if you go 30 doors like there's always the chance that the next door can get it um but what i kind of do throughout my day self-genning and i and i do it now as well as just positive affirmations like i i no joke last year said these three things a hundred times a day i'd say i love myself i love my job and i'm a great salesman that's all i'd say walking in between doors now I do it every occasionally, like when I feel a little bit nervous for a close or I just got rejected hard, I'd, I'd repeat it. But when I was self-genning, I would literally say it like every third door or something like that, just just to keep my mind up. But then to go back to the other part of the question is I just know that there's always going to be people. And even if I get 20 rejections, like there's always going to be one yes after a certain amount of no's. I think that, that that helps a lot. That helps out a lot. I love that. That was a great question, and I, I real guys. I hope you guys are writing notes. Like these things are proven. It works. Hunters close so many deals and help so many other guys get to that level of closing deals. So don't just sleep on this. Um, a few questions in the chat are: Do you ever try and close someone on the initial pitch, or would you advise against that? We kind of covered that. You said you would probably wait three or four hours, make sure the husband and wife are both there, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do you ever, do you even bother if the person's older than 65? 100%. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, I feel like old people are like my bread and butter. Uh -huh. I, I love, I love talking to old people. Um, and, and I was actually talking to one of my, one of my guys and he was like, well, don't you feel bad? Like setting someone up that's going to only live for like five more years. I'm like, no, I don't feel bad. Like, because this is a product that like helps the environment at least this old person can do something good while going out like get his home on clean energy you know so no i don't 100 uh, percent. i'm always i'll always take an old person obviously like new young homeowners are the best clients but i'll never shy away from someone that's old and even if they're older they're still saving money from day one like it's not like the yeah. roi is 30 years out it's not like it's 10 years out right well, and and with old people, and this kind of goes a little bit into more closing, but just super quick. Like, I feel like a lot of old people, especially if they have kids living in the home, they're planning on giving the home to the kids. So that just sets up the kids in like a perfect situation, which I use a lot while I'm while I'm closing. When when kids are going to get into the home. Totally. You try and leverage that and show them, look, you're helping your kids in the future. You're helping yourself now, your kids in the future kind of thing. So definitely guys, don't stray away from old people with their PPAs if they need those, but don't stray away from old people at all. Um, hey, can I ask a question? Go for it. Hey Hunter, this is Connor. Hey, what's one way when you're setting, you deal with people that don't reject you, but they just are very passive. They're like, no, it's only like 150. It's not a big deal. They just kind of stand there. So they haven't said no and close the door. They just kind of say no really casually and just stand there and wait for you. Like what's your next move? 
you know, you kind of have to go into hard sell mode, I imagine. But how do you handle when someone's like, oh, it's not that bad or, you know, that attitude? Yeah. Um, I would. So like when someone's just giving me like a very passive, like, oh, maybe come by tomorrow. Maybe we're going to be here. I'll just bring up, I'll just bring up solar, like full fledged. Like, honestly, what we're doing for your neighbors is the programs that work the best is solar. Have you guys ever looked into that? That way, so I can get them to a yes or a no very fast. If they're in like that passive, they don't really care. Like, then I'll just bring it up. Just like a hit or miss. Tell me no or tell me yes. Cause I need to go over to the neighbor's house, you know? So that I'll shoot like very directly, like, Hey, this, the most popular program is solar. Are you interested in it? Yes or no? Totally. Thanks, so dude. if you need to, you just jump into it and try and save yourself time. You don't want to show back up there again if it's going to be a waste of your time, right? Yeah. One thing I'll add to that is I will never, probably the amount of go backs. I probably went to 10 go backs last year. Just people that are like, uh, no, like maybe come back later, try to get the bill later. Like, I don't know. We're busy right now. Like I will never settle with, uh, uh, maybe, or come back later or yeah, I don't know. I just always yes or no. So I can cross you off the list and get onto your neighbor's house. Totally. You don't want to waste time going back and forth. If it's just like, uh, maybe come get a bill. Maybe I'll give it to you. Right. Yeah. I think that's yep. something that we all need to learn a lot of new setters. You like someone tells you, Oh yeah, come back tonight. And you're like, Oh, golden person. Like, this is going to change my life. Huge bill. They've, they've hyped their bill up like, oh, oh yeah, we pay a ton for power. We've been wanting this. Come back later. Like sometimes yeah. you can get in that little trap a little bit and just run yeah. circles all day. If they have legitimate reasons like, hey, honestly, my wife takes care of the bills. I don't know where it's at. She gets back at six. I'll kind of do like a pullback. Like, ah, I'm really, really busy, but I'll see if I can come back. And then if I'm in the area, I'll go back. But if not, like I won't. I won't worry about it too much totally well guys i want to be able to jump into closing as well and so we've got a bunch of questions in the chat hunter i'm going to ask you a couple of these um what do you do if you get the bill but they don't want to set an appointment because they want someone else to be there their son or sister or brother etc um i would probably ask why they want their son or someone to be there and if it's a legitimate reason, I will be like, all right, when, does, when is he going to be here? And they're like, oh, he's not here till next week. Be like, sorry, we're only here today or tomorrow. Like, we're not going to wait around for you guys. Um, if you want, we can, we can call him in tomorrow when I come back. Will that work for you? Hmm. Okay, perfect. That's a great answer. Guys, notice whenever Hunter is trying to get over a concern or an objection, he asks just why. He asks questions. Okay, well, why would that be? Why is that a concern for you? Why is an objection? Why are you saying that? Like, why does that make sense to you? Why does that not make sense, right? He asks why and then he resolves it. And I think that's a great answer of, hey, well, I can only be here today or tomorrow. So if they're here, great, invite them. But if not, we'll zoom them in, we'll FaceTime them, we'll call them, we'll talk to them about the whole thing. That's a great yeah. answer. Also, I kind of, this is, this is give or take, grant, take it with a grain of salt, but I'll be like, oh, does your son make decisions around here? Kind of build up their pride a little bit like no he doesn't I'm like oh okay then we'll just come tomorrow <laughs> so, that's, so that's one of your jokes one of your kind of one-liners that you throw out there sometimes yeah well not necessarily a joke just to kind of like 
be like, hey, like, you're the homeowner. You can make a decision on your own, you know? Like, kind of get their pride involved a little bit. Totally. But, yeah. Totally. And then the last question I'm going to throw out there is, if you knock on a door and someone asks, hey, is this solar right from the start? What do you say? Yeah. So I say it can be, uh, but it's very hard to qualify, and most people don't. And then I'll just go into the pitch. Okay, so you just say, yeah, it can be solar, but it's not guaranteed for everybody because the different programs, it, different people it, fit them. It's the, hard, the hardest program to qualify. Most people don't. Um, and then I'll just keep going into the pitch. Totally. And, guys, that's, that's called a pullback, what Hunter's talking about. He's like, yeah, it might, but anyways, you might not qualify, right? And then he goes on something else. Just so they get more interested, like, oh, I might not qualify? What's up with that? Wait, I want to qualify, et cetera. Yeah. I love it. I think these are a bunch of great questions. I think I'm getting some closer questions now, so I'm going to transition into that. I did have one question from this. What are some of your jokes Andy Stash wants to know? That's hard. That's hard because it's hard to think of them like when it doesn't happen. Because every situation, I have like a different joke. Um, if if I'm just setting, I'll say things like, or if I'm setting and they're like, "Oh yeah, we've had ten guys, ten solar guys come by." I'm like, "Yeah, they're probably not all as good looking as me," and I'm just something like that. <laughs> or or like if the chihuahua comes out and starts like biting at my leg, I'm like, oh, you left the guard dog on me. And like that. So you're just kind of uh, like just funny, like bold, funny, cheesy jokes. Yeah. Just kind of yeah. on it. And I think. And then if, I, if I'm just setting, I'd always say things like, oh, yeah, my project coordinator is going to come by. He's not as good looking as me. Kind of goofy guy. And then something like that. Yeah. Just to try to break the ice, make him feel like you're a real person, stuff like that. For sure, yeah. Totally, I love it. Well, we'll kind of transition over to closing now because guys, you guys can hear how he sets, you heard his pitch, you heard kind of his objections, how he gets through them. And now, once you can set an appointment, you can close. And that's what I want. We got 96 people on this call individually, and I'm sure some groups. There's probably about 120, 150 people listening. And I think there's so many reps in our company, Hunter, that are good at setting and have it down, but they're nervous to close. They're nervous to self-gen. Like really quick, I just want to hear your two cents on that. If someone said, hey, I'm nervous or I'm scared, what would you say back? Um, I, I honestly think setting is, is, is probably the hardest part of this job. Um, yeah, closing definitely comes with a lot more knowledge, but if you really think about it, half the day you're on someone's couch in an AC cooled room and if you're setting that's like eight hours a day in the sun getting rejection and rejection and rejection totally. and then when you go self genning you kind of get a break from that obviously there's a lot more pressure on like what you're saying and things but for me it's just a lot easier to go that route than it is to just set the entire time so you're thinking hey you're already doing the hardest part of the job you're doing yourself a disservice by not doing the easy part almost and then I'll just talk about like the income potential. So I'll be like, oh, you set five appointments that closed? Like, that's freaking awesome. Uh, do you know how much you would have made if you would have closed all those? That's like four or five times is what you made. Totally. Totally. So, guys, don't be scared. Take notes. 
listen to Hunter. It's not scary. It's a little bit easier than you might think. There's more information, but it's not hard. I sometimes compare closing to like history class. Like history class isn't hard. It's not confusing. It's just lots of information, right? Whereas math is actually kind of confusing. Like not everybody's gonna get it quite as easily. Like numbers are hard, confusing, whatever. Whereas history, it's not hard, it's just memorizing stuff. And that's kind of how closing is. It's just memorizing, putting effort into it, trying to get it all figured out, et cetera. And so for you, you started self-genning in about three to four weeks on the job. It was, it was a little bit sooner. Yeah, I, I, I started self-genning pretty quick, but like, that, was, that was just because we had too many setters mm-hmm. and not enough closers. And I was like, hey, like there's a small chance that a closer will go to my deal. I'd rather just go to it myself. Totally. And I kind of jumped in. Totally. But that was the situation you were, we were in. If we had a good normal situation, I probably would have waited a little bit longer. Yeah, so you wish you would have waited maybe two more weeks or three more weeks or something like that. Yeah, just to really master setting because that would have definitely helped, I feel like. Totally. I always tell reps that the 30-day, I think 30 days is the perfect amount of time to get setting down, but I think after 30 days, if you're not self-genning, you're doing yourself a disservice, in my opinion. I agree. Especially if you're pulling bills consistently. So guys, if you're on this call and you've been there for 30 days and you're still setting, I would suggest hitting up your manager, your pod leader, your regional, and saying, hey, I wanna close, teach me how to close, help me do this. And so really quick, I just wanna hear from the beginning, same idea. First thing I want to know is if you could go back and tell yourself something, like give yourself some advice when you started closing that you know now, what would you say? Like what's one thing you wish you would have known from the beginning that you know now? Like just in closing? Just for, just for closing. Yeah, changing gears just to closing. Referrals, 100%. Work with referrals. Okay. Yep. So don't just close someone and never talk to them again kind of thing. Yeah, like it, is, it is a huge, huge thing to get referrals and it's if you guys like if you guys close and you run into a laydown like that's what all referrals are is just straight laydowns because they've already know someone that does it it's it's just a really really easy sell and the cancellation rate is usually very very small so i yeah i would 100% go back and be like i want to work with referrals last year we kind of had the idea in our head like, oh, we don't want to work with referrals because if we have too many people involved, they'll talk to each other, find a better price, and then they'll all cancel. And yeah, that's happened to me a few times, but the amount of referrals that I've gotten from that, like... Outweighs like, it for you. 100%. Totally. And so that's one thing you wish you would have done from the beginning, have better relationships, keep track of them, get more referrals. Yeah. That's like and, a high and, level. And high- bit better just update them just like every week or two just update the customer shoot them a text crack them a joke i don't know totally i think every experienced solar reps wish they would have done better pipeline management at the beginning every experienced yeah. rep which we'll jump into so guys to start this off you now you have setters setting for you so your schedule is full right you're, you're, i mean you're charged full last couple of weeks and you've had a big couple of weeks. You closed, I think, eight last week or seven, and then like seven this week or something like that. Yeah, I started, I think I got eight my first week, seven or eight. And then I had a low week, which was weird. I was like, I was super fired up about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm up to where I was. But 
again, even though I had my low week, I just kind of understand like that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. I can't let it affect me or I'm going to keep having low weeks, you know? For sure. If you dwell on it, if you keep that in your head, that's going to keep on happening over and over and over again. Yeah. And so yeah. you had one big week, you came back out, guns a-blazing, had a big week, had a lull, and now you're doing well again. Yep. Which I think right there, there's a lot to be learned, guys. Even Hunter, who's a killer in every sense of the word as far as closing goes, he has bad weeks and bad days and bad appointments and bad sets. Like, not everything's always perfect for you in your world, even though you know what you're doing, right? You still have the obstacles. So guys, definitely don't get hung up. Oh man, I had a bad week. Is there like any secret way to overcome that? It's kind of Gordon's question to you, but is there any secret way to like, when you had that bad week, how'd you shake it off? Um, I would say like the first couple bad weeks, like it did affect me for sure. But then once you start having enough bad weeks, you kind of realize it's just part of the process and it doesn't really really affect you anymore you just are kind of mentally strong enough to be like oh this is not a big deal yeah and, and if if like new reps coming in i'd just be like hey like bad weeks are just part of the job like get used to it mm-hmm. totally and so you just kind of own it and say dude it is what it is like be mentally strong enough to get over this yeah because i mean there'll be a there's light at the end of the tunnel always it's just kind of hard yep. to see sometimes and so now when you're closing, you go up to the door, you have setters setting for you, so it might be a little bit different. So I first want to talk about when you're self-genning, what the process would be, and now you have setters what the process would be, because I think the majority of people on this call are self-genning. And so when you go into a house, if you pulled the bill earlier that day, or something, let's say, and now at yeah. night you're going to that appointment, when you walk in, if you kind of walk me through step by step by step, how's that going to look? Like if I'm a bird on the wall, what am I going to see throughout this appointment? Yeah. Um, so something I learned selling satellite, because that's what I did before solar. I sold satellite for a year, then came here, and it's my second year. But um, one thing with satellite is we would push really hard to get into the door. And that's kind of what I do with self-genning or closing. I'll be like, I'll knock on the door, and I'll be like, hey, Mr. Customer, you spoke with blank whoever yesterday, right? Cool. We've just been working with a few of your neighbors this morning, just showing them the different programs. Um, do you have a place I can set this on the table? And I point, I kind of put my head down, I just start walking in. Just, or I say, hey, do you want my shoes off? And I just start walking in. Dang. Like I don't, I don't give them a chance to be like, oh no, we're busy right now, blah, 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 whatever. It's like, no, like, do you have a place I can set this on the table? I'm literally walking into their house. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds it sounds rude, it sounds crazy, but like that was the way to get a sell in satellite. You had to be bold, you had to just walk into their house. And every once in a while, you'll get a guy that will like step in front of you and just be like, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's like, that's in uh, that's in satellite, but here you never get that. Totally. Um, but yeah, that's how I get into the home. Cause I don't, like I'm not gonna take like, oh, we're busy or, or show it to me right here. Show it to me on the porch. I'm like, no, like, like, do you have a table? Like I'm coming in. Do you want my shoes off? Totally. So the first things first is you don't do pitches on the doorstep. You don't personally, like you want to get in their house on a kitchen table, eye to eye, sitting down, focused, talking. Yep. You don't want and then I totally. Yeah. I usually kind of choose, choose where I want to sit. Like they'll let me in the home and I'm not going to be like, okay, where works best for you? Or, or is okay, is here okay? No, I'm just like, 
I see the kitchen table and I just start walking to it. And I'm just like, all right, this is where we're sitting down. I'll be quick. Totally. And there's, there's a lot of background behind that. That's, it's great insight. I wish we had like four hours for these calls because there's so much we can teach you, but you're trying to make sure you're positioned in a good angle for them to see your computer, not be blocking you, et cetera. Right. Yeah. That's why you're picking up. Yeah. You don't want to sit a mile away in their living room kind of thing. Yeah. And so yeah. he tries to sit close to somebody quote. on the table. There's this quote that says, um, not being assertive, you'll sell one out of five and being assertive, you'll sell the other four or something like that. <laughs> I you'll like get that. some people that are just like, wow, like this guy is kind of coming off as a douchebag or something or just, but like for the most part, if you're confident and you're just going full steam, like it's way better than that, than just to be like not confident. Like, oh, is here okay to sit down? Oh no, I can sit on the floor or something like, no, I'm not gonna sit on the floor, I'm gonna sit at your kitchen table. Totally. Like, Totally, like own it, be an adult, be a man, like take control. It's not a big deal if you, if, especially if you treat like your time is valuable, right? Like you're just doing yeah. this, you got things to do, places to be. Hayden, Hayden Richards always says a quote, he's like, they're stepping into your office. Even though you're in their home, they're in your office. Totally, So totally. Like Which is so valuable, so cool. So you get in the door, you get in the house, you sit down at the table, and then are you doing small talk for a second? Are you doing the whole banter back and forth, small talk? For sure, yeah. No, I'm I'm really like, I, I'll take 10, 15 minutes before I even start of just, just like talking to them, uh, talking about, I try to, I, I also try to kind of bring up hot buttons mm -hmm. while I'm talking to them and they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm retired. I'm like, oh, so you're probably on fixed income, right? Like, yeah, we hate fixed income. Like hot button like totally. i'm gonna hit hot button with with their fixed income or or yeah it's so dang hot in here or i'm like oh yeah i love california i just moved here like yeah it's just so hot i'm like hot button they they really don't like the heat mm -hmm. and but for the most part like that's not my main objection my main objection is just to to get to know them be friendly with them make them laugh a little bit and and then kind of go into it totally and so the objective at the beginning is just to get to know them, meet them, talk to them. You're gonna still pull mental notes and make notes yep. on it, but just to get to know them, break the ice. How long do you do that for? Is that like a five minute thing, 10 minute thing? Depends. Um, I probably wouldn't let it go over 15 minutes because you'll just sit down with people that just wanna talk if you're off. Totally. But like 15 minutes is a good, good way to be. Um, and then, of course, you'll get people that you'll sit down, you'll try to make small talk, and they'll be like, all right, what is this, you know? Totally. And, and then from that point, you just kind of got to go into it. So sometimes they do cut you off early. They're not going to give you a chance. You just And when that happens, you do just jump into it, right? Yeah, You're not scared just, of that. Yeah, I, I see you're really busy. I'll be quick for you, and then I just start going into it. And then maybe sometimes on the deck, you'll try and branch off and build some more rapport somewhere. Yep, 100%. Totally. And so you do the small talk for five, 10 minutes, you, then you jump into your deck. Are you like using a deck? Are you not using a deck? Are you doing kind of both? Like you have slides, but you also talk to them. Like, how does that look? Um, yeah, I, I have a deck. Um, I, I start with a pre-frame though, is what it's called. Okay. So be, like I'll open up my computer, show the first slide and I'll be like, <laughs> all right, Mr. Customer, um, I'm gonna give you all the information that you need today 
uh, to be able to make a decision. And um, I'll answer any questions you have. And if these programs make sense to you, that's awesome. But if not, just go ahead and tell me no. A yes or a no is fine, just because we don't have time to keep going back and forth from your neighbors. Hmm. So I kind of butchered that saying it, but it's just like, hey, like we don't have a ton of time. Like I'm going to show you everything you need to know. If these are a great fit, let's do it. If not, just tell me no, not a big deal. Does that sound fair? I'll awesome. say yes, then I'll start. And that's not on a slide. You just pull up the first slide and tell them that. Exactly. And guys, I think that's so, so critical. That's how you get yes or no's at the end. That's super helpful to not waste your time on four or five go-backs. Like from the yeah. beginning, you're telling them, I expect an answer out of you. Like I expect a yes or a no at the end of this, so pay attention kind of thing. Yeah. And at the end, give me a yes or no. And, 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 and that's the thing. It's like for the most part, I'll do that. But then you'll just get like these older ladies that you can just tell are scared out of their mind and pressured. And then I'll do a pre-frame for them. I'll be like, Oh, don't worry, Mrs. Johnson. I'm not, you don't need to buy anything. You don't, you're not going to do anything. You don't need to make a decision today. I'm like totally pre-framing to take the pressure off, but that's like very rare. Most of the time I just say it nicely. Like, Hey, we're really busy. I'll show you everything you need to know and let's either go through with it or just tell me, no, either one's fine, but we just don't have time. Totally. So it's a lot of reading the room and trying to figure it out, but either way you either take pressure off or put pressure on a little bit. Yeah kind of thing yeah. and then you most, start the it's the other way like mostly put it on today totally even if you tell me no like i don't care totally and then you go through your deck your presentation how long does that usually take you from like start a deck to finish deck would you say uh 15 20 minutes where you go it's, through different slides you show them the program you show them how much they're going to save what they're spending already what they will save type of thing right Pretty quick. Pretty quick. I feel like. And then you get to the end, and just we're kind of end of our time on the call. You get to the end of that, and you say, "Hey, are you ready to do this?" Or how do you get them from, "Hey, I just showed you the numbers," to now I want you to sign up? Like, what's that look like? Yeah. So I, I kind of do like a a pros and cons thing. So I'll get to the very end after I explained everything. And then I'll be like, all right, obviously, Mr. Customer, this isn't perfect. There's a few cons to this. Let me show you what those are. And then I'll start talking about things that aren't really cons. Um, like, for example, like, hey, if you guys go out and buy four Teslas, like, you're, you're going to get a bill from Edison, right? And then also, like, if you guys go use that tax credit in Las Vegas, your bill's going to go up monthly, right? So I'm like, those are like the cons, but they're not really cons. Mm -hmm. So that way the, the customer knows that I'm not just stating all the good things, but I'm also pointing out the bad, the bad to help them make a good decision. So I'll go through the cons and I'll be like, oh yeah. And then the pros are, and then I'll just hit all the pros super quick. And then I'll be like, all right, let's just go ahead and see if you qualify. And then I, then I close. So you kind of go that route. So you say, Hey, look, it's not perfect. If you use more power, you might need more. You might have a true yeah. up bill. You, if you don't use yeah. your tax credit, you'll have a more higher payment. You kind of be honest with them yeah. at the end. And again, guys, these aren't cons. Like Hunter said cons like this because really he's using them to sell them more and show them there is no cons, really is what he's doing. And yeah. so then he goes through it, goes through the pros and cons. Then you just say, all right, here's the pros. Should we get you qualified? Do you ask or you just say, hey, I'm going to qualify you now? I say, I say all right, um, let's just go ahead and see if you qualify. And, and then I kind of cool. my computer and I'll either get a question 
or they'll either tell me no or they'll just say okay very very rarely and and this is the thing is like i know there's so much i can improve on and i was actually just talking to kid cloward this morning we're just brainstorming about closing there's a lot of things i'm gonna try and change this year but um very rarely in a close do i get a like oh yeah this is sick let's do it you know it's it's more of just like okay like a little head nod Mm -hmm. and then i and then i just kind of give them a little push and and we go it's never like a full-on yes it's always just like all right let's 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 see you know for sure and sometimes the sales reps we think oh they have to be like oh yeah let's get this done right now like stoked before you can do anything where really they're just processing like yeah all right and that's okay to move forward They'll usually give me like an okay or a head nod just uh-huh. to take the next step, um, and that's what I roll with. And then if they're they give if they give me like an okay and they're like kind of unsure about it, I'm obviously not just gonna sell the deal right there. Like I'm gonna re- reiterate, hit some other things, just kind of reading the customer. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I very very rarely am I like they're stoked out of their mind, ready to do it. Totally. It's more okay, yeah, we, we can uh, see where, where qualification goes for sure, and, and go from there. And guys, if that sounds like sketchy or weird, it's not because Hunter can't get them qualified. And if you guys are new closers, Hunter cannot get them qualified till he has their name, their social, their address. Like they have to give him information. It's not like he's like, oh, they're like, yeah, sure. And then he's like, pushes the button and it's done. Like, he's going to talk them through the process. So they're going to, have to give him information if they want to do it. So you're not forcing anybody to do it. You're just like kind of initiating, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, that's what closing is. is you just help people make a decision. And, and a lot of times you, you kind of have to guide them. Like a lot of people won't take initiative and that's why not everyone has solar right now. That's, you got to push them. You got to show them the steps and, that's what our job is to do. Totally. Guys, I love this call so far. I feel like Hunter is just the GOAT. He's one of my favorite people. And I want you guys to be able to ask him some questions. We don't have too much time left. But one question I see from Trayson is, when do you get like when do you do the referral process at the close or after install for you? Last year I did it at the close. Um, and the way that I would do that, because I think this is pretty important, is I would as I'm going through docs, like setting everything up, I'll be like, all right, Mr. Customer, go grab a piece of paper. And then they'll go grab a piece of paper. And then on the piece of paper, I'll write one through 10 on the, with like, no, just one through 10. And then I put $500 next to each person's, each to, next to each number. And then I total it up at the end and it's like 5,000 bucks or something. And then I'll be like, yeah, so if you guys help me, we help you kind of thing. Um, just give us a list of your neighbors that think they want to save money or think this would be a good program for them. I'm not going to pressure them to do anything. I'm just going to do exactly what I did with you. Just show them the numbers and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and fill this out. And sometimes I'll even put like 15 to 20 numbers on the piece of paper. I'm anchoring them high. So they write five to 10. Totally. You know? If I only put five, they're going to put one or two. But if I put 20, they'll at least put five to 10. That's a great, great advice. I think you've actually made a video for us about this, right? In our, I think so. In our app, we actually have a video and you guys will all be getting an app login soon or if you don't already have one. 
But in our app, you push files, go to videos and referrals, and Hunter actually talks about this process. And I've watched that video multiple times. I think that's genius, I think that's awesome. Ryan Tony has a question, says, um, what do I do if a homeowner says, I don't want this to affect my chance for getting a HELOC or refi or other competing house projects? Yeah. Um, I would ask him when their refi is. And if they stay in a few weeks, I, I just blow it off like it's nothing. Like, hey, this is a soft credit pool. It's not going to affect anything until the panels are actually installed. That usually takes one to two months. Like, if you're getting refied this or next week, like this isn't going to affect anything. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, that's how I've been taught how it is, is softballs don't don't affect your credit at all, anything like that. But I, I just keep going with it. But that is that is one of the harder objections for sure. Totally. It's like, hey, I'm refinancing my home. Like, I don't want to do anything. I'm just like, well, it's a softball. It's not going to affect anything. And then I just keep going. Which is true. Everything Hunter said is totally true. If someone's doing a refi, it's not going to affect them. And so until the actual panels are on the roof, then that can come into effect. And that's how it is for Lone Pile. That's how it is for a Sunrun PPA. That's how it is um, for lots of different options. Enium, I'm not sure. I haven't sold as many Enium deals, so I don't know if it's exactly like that or not. But that is true for a yeah. lot of situations. And, and a lot of times I've realized, like when I first got that objection, I was like, wow, that's like a really good objection. Like that's a true objection. But I find that a lot of times that's mostly a smoke screen. If they don't have an exact date when they're trying to refinance, it's it's probably an a smoke screen. Totally. And guys, just to let you know, even a hard pull does not really affect anything. Like a credit check, lenders don't really care. Like I, I'm always doing different things for the business or different things for credit cards, or whatever. And I have hard pulls on my credit all the time and my credit's so great. So it's not really a huge deal. I wouldn't sweat that too much either way, just like Hunter's saying. We'll take one more question. Is there any other questions that someone wants to chime in and ask away? We're coming kind of close to our hour mark, so. I would ask real quick, Hunter, um, I know referrals are kind of what we want to start implementing. How many of your deals would you say are coming from a referral basis now? Like one in five, one in 10, one in two? Um, right now I've been here for about weeks and I haven't gotten any, um, I've probably gotten five to 10 referrals and I'm, I'm having a hard time getting a hold cause they'll just give me their number. So I need to be more exact about like, Hey, reach out to these people, tell them that I'm going to call you kind of thing. But last year when I started implementing referrals, it was probably, it was probably 30% referrals at the end of the year was, was really working for me. So three and 10, one and three type of thing. And also it's probably a lot harder when you're busy all day, every day to make call them at good times. When you're self-gen, you're a little bit more flexible, right? You can follow yeah. up with things and stuff like that. So yeah, guys, this has been an amazing call. I wish that we had more time, but I promise Hunter and everybody else an hour. I want to be true to the words. So Hunter, thanks so much. Seriously, I love having you on here. I feel spoiled because I get to talk to you all the time, go on trips with you, hang out with you, etc. But if you guys want to hang out with Hunter more, hit the incentives. He's there every time. So if you want to see Hunter, that's where you find him. Some notes I took is when he's setting, he goes over programs, 
you give them a time, you don't ask them, you give them a time, um, you make sure that the wife or husband's gonna be there for setting, you do positive affirmations a lot, like I love myself, I love my job, I'm a great salesman, um, you de and when you're closing, you take mental notes, you're trying to figure out their hot buttons, you, you set expectations well at the beginning, stuff like that. So this was an amazing call for me, I learned a lot, and hopefully you guys are all taking notes too. But Hunter, thanks for your time, brother. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd like to say one last thing. Go for I'd it. I say the big reason kind of why I've, I've kind of been successful <clears throat> is, is I invest time and money into myself. Like I have a, like I have a sales coach. I buy multiple sales books. I, I do a lot of things on my own, spend a lot of money for a lot of these things. And that is what's made the biggest difference for me. Not only one, does it give me confidence that I can stand out from everyone else, but two, like it, they not only does it give me perspectives of how this company works but also like how other companies work and how other things work and just how other people sell and it's just that would be my number one piece of advice is just invest time and money into yourself of just being the best you can in sales totally if someone said hey i don't want to buy that audiobook you'd be like that's the stupidest thing you ever heard right i'd be like all right all right you probably should go home now like totally. I, I don't even want to totally I don't even, you don't want to spend 20 bucks on a book that's going to help you close 30 more deals like i'm not gonna really even waste my time totally and i would totally echo hunter is if you can't if you're not willing to develop yourself personally then you probably shouldn't be here like self-development self-help is huge hunter is such a good example of that to me of going out there achieving things learning more being humble being teachable always so thanks for that advice that's great advice okay Hey, that's all, Jake. Thank you for, thanks for this. This is cool. Dude, thanks so much. For once in a lifetime, you need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast.